0: Hello and welcome back to The Spinning Barn for September 2022. Now, I know it's been quite a long time since I actually produced a podcast for you, but I feel quite compelled to do so today. And I'm sure I'm not alone in worrying about the cost of living at the moment, especially as we approach the colder seasons. But the more I hear about it on the news, the more I've been considering just what I and many of us can actually do to soften the blow of increasing prices. Many years ago, I tried very hard to be as self-sufficient as possible. I used to breed rare breed pigs for meat and grew most of the vegetables needed for our growing family. My pantry and freezers were full of home produced jams and pickles and soups and cakes and crumbles and fruit and veg, wine and ciders and all sorts of things, so much more. It was a very comforting thing, but things have changed considerably for us though. Um, We're now vegetarian and sadly, my vegetable plot has gone to pot. And every year I say, I'll start that again next year. But you know, life is just so busy and I just don't seem to have the energy that I once had either. However, I can't help myself when it comes to foraging. And I've been known on many an occasion to stop the car, at my favourite spot, to pick wild plums or anything else that has grabbed my attention. I think it's perhaps that I'm drawn to the fact that it's just there, all I've got to do is pick it. I haven't got to put in all the effort of actually growing it, have I? But you know, if Mother Nature is there to provide, I'm more than happy to oblige and pick a little bit for myself. One of my daughters, on the other hand, is less impressed than I keep teaching her children about things that they can eat from the hedgerows. Um, I know one of them in particular loves to pick the very first fresh leaves from the hawthorn tree. (laughs) They're really nutritious, they're gorgeous, and it's just something very special that I like to do in the spring. I am very aware of the potential dangers. (coughs) Excuse me that find it very funny and satisfying at the same time. And I'm sure my daughter will thank me for the endless nettle soups and wild plum crumbles that she's going to be eating this year. Well, if I've got to do the cooking, she'll have what she's given. (laughs) Anyway, this all got me to thinking about the incredibly valuable role of crafts during such difficult times. Can we justify spending money on Frivolous craft supplies when we're all worried about feeding and clothing ourselves and our families But therein lies the problem, I believe That crafting is often seen as frivolous and unnecessary I heard it said recently that spinning is only done by little old ladies Well, I may be at the grand old age of 56 and 8 months 56 years, I should say, and eight months, and I have most definitely gone grey. But at five foot ten and a half, and a weight that only my scales are privy to, little I am not. And I would ask anyone who has the same belief about this fabulous craft to consider the years that went before said little old lady became that way. The years that she would have spent in learning and perfecting her skills in order to earn money and feed, to feed and clothe her family, and also to enable her to knit, crochet, or weave her handspun yarn into clothing and household linens. A time before we were able to pop to the shops to order what we need, or should I say what we want? to be delivered the very next day, or actually even the same day now. Isn't that just crazy? And I'm just as guilty as anybody else, and it's, you know, that sudden realization of what on earth am I doing? It's gotta be another way. Now, I wonder how many of you remember, as I do, learning to knit under the watchful eye of your mother or your grandmother. I can remember sitting on my nanny's dining room floor where she had her copper colored biscuit tin which always had rich tea or Maori biscuits in it <laughs> oh such happy times and she taught me to knit and I knitted a black and white striped blanket for my Barbie dolls and it just fitted perfectly over there a little bed that my granddad had made for me and I think I've still got that in the attic as well so thank you grandfie <laughs> Or maybe you remember holding the skein of yarn as the wool was rolled into a ball, and possibly from an outgrown jumper that was destined to be re-knitted into a brand new garment. I know that my mother and grandmother knew how to reuse wool wisely. And who remembers, or indeed still uses, the button box? We always removed the buttons before reusing the wool or the fabric and it gave us hours of fun playing with the shiny buttons too, didn't it? I always used to like the big ones that like came off a blazer that had the, the anchor in the middle or, or the really shiny ones that looked like little diamonds and little pearls. It was just fascinating when I was little. Still fascinating now I'm bigger too. Well as old fashioned as those memories may sound. I believe that those days of make, do and mend, or as I like to think of it, a sensible living must have relevance today for us all too. And this is where crafts and spinning in particular, most definitely has its place today. And here's why I think so. I recently bought a book of knitting patterns, which had about six jumper designs that I really liked. And there's one in particular that's really grabbed my attention, which I'm planning to knit soon, (laughs) as soon as I have finished my other works in progress, (laughs) which if you know me and the way I knit, which is rather slow, will probably be in the spring, (laughs) which is going to be way too late in the year to actually be able to wear it so this could be a project for next year but for those of you who knit more quickly you could achieve this you know in a much quicker time scale i'm sure now firstly i really didn't need to buy that book anyway I belong to a craft group in my village and I know that had I asked, there would have been an abundance of patterns that I could have borrowed from other members and a whole range of needle sizes to get me started. So I could have saved money right from the start. There is also such skill in that group and people are so readily available to share their knowledge and skills that, you know, had I got stuck along the way, there would also be somebody there who I know would pick up my needles and would help me straight away. And I would learn that and I would know that and I would be able to pass that on. And that's what our groups are about, isn't it? Now, unfortunately, the yarn shop didn't actually stock the yarn that I needed for the jumper, but I thought, oh, never mind, I'll just order it online anyway, when I was ready to start it. Well, that's where I nearly kicked myself for being so stupid, for want of a better word. A very quick browse of the internet and the recommended yarns suggested that my beautiful warm jumper would cost me between £22 and £65 depending on the yarn I chose. Now in the scheme of things, that's not bad compared to the cost of a 100% wool jumper off the peg, um, which could cost you in excess of £100 or more, couldn't it easily and quite rightly too. If, however, we're considering ways that crafting can help us to save money and in a sustainable way as well, then immediately it's, it's a fact that that is rather a good saving. This does require, however, that one has the necessary knitting skills to create the jumper in the first place. But as I said, there are ways of learning those things as well. However, I could buy the same amount of ready prepared fibre to spin for around 12 pounds. I'm liking the sound of this. So again, considering the cost saving implications, this is most definitely more favorable, providing that one has the skills to spin the fiber into the required yarn and then to knit it into the desired jumper. Now, I'm sure most of you will be aware of the ridiculously low prices that farmers are paid for their fleeces often less than it costs them to shear the sheep in the first place. Oh, that just breaks my heart. It's ridiculous and it can't continue. So again, as spinners and knitters, you know, there is, we've got to be able to use this and help them. And with that in mind, I would have no hesitation in paying a minimal £10 or more. I've paid much more for a good sheep fleece. I know that that's a fair price to a farmer for a fully sustainable fiber you know that sheep is going to grow that fleece every year and this now though requires the knowledge to skirt and scour or sort and wash the fleece ready to be spun so adding to the skill set of the spinner i know though i know now though that my £10 could probably produce enough yarn to make the jumper as well as a hat and gloves properly to go with it. How coordinated am I going to look this season or maybe next season? Now if we take this processing back yet another step then how would you feel about producing a jumper for free? Well it's definitely possible. Now, as I said, I am all for paying farmers a very fair price for their fleeces they produce. I know what it costs to keep sheep in terms of time and skill, as well as the financial cost. So I firmly believe that we should pay a fair price. That said, I also know that some farmers are happy to give their fleeces away. I have been gifted many fleeces this season of the most beautiful, beautiful fibers. Unfortunately, these fleeces were full of vegetable matter because the farmer wasn't really aware that anybody would want these fleeces. I have brought this to his attention, shall we say, this year, and I'm expecting a better result next year. But you know, if you can just be bothered to put in that bit of time to remove the vegetable matter, so the leaves or the grass or the hay that was stuck within those fibres, you are left with the most beautiful, natural fiber, and it will cost you nothing. I also know of many people who rear their own sheep or other fiber producing animals, or I have friends who do so, so free fleeces are definitely available. Now, I was actually really happy to share those fleeces amongst other spinners. Um, Anybody that came here to learn to spin, Many people went home with a fleece if they felt they could could cope with it. Other spinners who were already spinners um, were happy to accept a free fleece and happy to put in that work. So, you know, being able to produce a jumper with matching accessories for free is absolutely possible. So let's return to the question of the relevance of crafts in our troubled world. I firmly believe that the answer must be a resounding, very relevant. Having the skills needed to make one's own clothes and homewares are valuable skills indeed. The example of making a jumper just shows that it is possible to start from scratch where one knows the provenance of that garment too. I know that if I spin a fleece from my sheep that I will have so much more respect for my project, such an attachment to it and such a sense of immense achievement too. Now, not many of us will spin from our own sheep leases, but at whatever point one starts, whether it's knitting with a commercially prepared yarn or spinning a prepared fibre, these skills grind us somewhat and give us a sense of responsibility and capability, and it's really comforting to know that you have those skills in the first place. So the next time you see a little old lady merrily spinning away, just consider the skills that she has acquired and just how safe she must feel in the knowledge that whatever the world throws at us, she will be able to clothe her family and keep them warm. And if you're still not convinced, I urge you to try a new craft today. And Obviously, I'm going to urge you to try spinning and knitting and crochet and weaving and just see where that incredible journey of learning could take you. The world of crafting is anything but frivolous. It is rewarding to achieve something new. It's relaxing and therapeutic. It can also be frustrating. (laughs) It has an air of innocence, yet can be comforting to know that one has the necessary skills to support our families. And in my opinion, there can be nothing more important than that can there. So I do urge you to use the skills you have Improve the skills you have. If you are not yet a spinner, start knitting at whatever point you can. If you feel impelled to do so or compelled to do so, then learn the art of spinning. It gives so much in so many ways. There are people who are able and willing to share their skills with you. You need never be alone. The crafting community is immense if you know where to look. Lots and lots of towns and villages will have knit and natter groups. People there that are ready and willing and able to share their skills with you to increase this community of like-minded people who are able to do a very special thing. Obviously, I'm here to teach you hand spinning. There are lots of other guilds and groups that are out there who also will share their knowledge and teach you a new skill. So please, if you haven't done so already, give it a go. Just try something new. And if you're doing it already, spread the word. Just spread this little tip that yeah, we've got the skills that we can do this and we can do something to help ourselves in what is quite a difficult time at the moment. So that's all I have for you today, and I hope you found it helpful. So until next time, bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.